0: A fans podcast covering the longest running speedway club in the UK in Manchester's very own 12-time British League and 14-time Knockout Cup champions, the Bellevue Aces, as well as the two-time British League Division 2 and one-time National League winners, the Bellevue Colts. So, let's have a little gander at what's on this week's episode. So we are going to take a little look back at what happened in the playoff grand final between Bellevue and Peterborough. We'll also have a little look at Britain's finest hour on a speedway track for roughly 32 years. uh, That being the speedway of nations. And we'll also, if we have the time, look back at what happened this past Tuesday night, Wednesday night even, uh, up at Glasgow as Great Britain took on Poland in a long-awaited test match. So where better to start than at the beginning? And the playoff final between the Bellevue Aces and the Peterborough Panthers. So going into this grand final. For Bellevue, at least, it saw them looking for their first title success since that famous night at Wolverhampton back in 1993. It was also looking for their first playoff success, having saw their three previous attempts uh, going down at the hands of Coventry in 2005, Poole in 2015, or 2015 and Wolverhampton the following year, in 2016. On this side of things, at least, in 2021, uh, looking at the head-to-head between the two sides, it saw Bellevue hoping to take their first home win over the Panthers, having seen Peterborough take a 45-all draw, and if we're kind of being honest, Peterborough really should have won that meeting back on May Day Bank Holiday. or oh, at least May Bank Holiday. Uh, Bellevue then won down at Peterborough uh, by the score of 50-40. Uh, the second set of fixtures saw Bellevue taking a 52-38 win back in July with the Panthers Returning the favour with a 47-43 win in August. So, I think it's fair to say that home definitely didn't apply uh, in these fixtures between the two sides, as both teams really seem to ride the other's home shale, so to speak, a lot better than they do on their own patch. So, for Peterborough at least... Going into this meeting, it had seen them losing only once on the road. However, they'd taken points in every meeting away from the East of England Arena, or East of England Showground, as I much prefer to call it. Um, With the only defeat from memory that I think was more than the six points came against against Wolves, I stand to be corrected. Uh, That said though, it saw both teams, as we know now, coming through their semi-finals with Peterborough beating Wolverhampton and Bellevue beating our rivals from over the Pennines in Sheffield. So this looked to be an interesting two-legged affair, uh, but I think if you remember what I said on the previous episode... I didn't particularly have high hopes of us winning the title, uh, and pretty much that's how it turned out eventually. With all that said, let's take a little look back at what happened in the first leg. So, the first leg took place at the National Speedway Stadium here in sunny Gorton. And much like the two previous home meetings at Bellevue, it saw the sides trading five ones in Heats 1 and 2, with Heat 1 on this occasion having Dan Bewley and Richie Worrell taking maximum points over Michael Palmtoft, who was riding with a broken hand, and Lewis Kerr. Uh, Heat 2 saw Tom Brennan and Jai Efridge feeling the reverse with Bjarni Pedersen and Jordan Palin taking maximum points for the Panthers to make it a 6-all scoreline. Um, Heat Free then kind of saw one of the, the big incidents over the two legs, um, and that was Hans Andersen uh, crashing out of the meeting Uh, as it saw a a battle between Anderson and Wright uh, for second however going into I think it was the second lap maybe the third lap uh, it saw hands lifting a bit coming over the start and finish line ended up colliding with his teammate Scott Nichols, who did remarkably well to one stay on uh, and not make it any worse than it could possibly have got uh, but that just shows you that he's a, a master of control with the bike um, however Anderson after colliding with Nichols saw him smashing his head uh, off the, the track and it was a pretty hefty clout to the head has to be said um, and as he was kind of sliding towards the air fence he looked to be completely knocked out from where I was in the grandstand and I think from looking at the video evidence as well uh, that did seem to be the case as uh, so it was taught that he had concussion and I, it wouldn't really surprise me if that's actually what he had because um, it was talked later on in the meeting that he didn't have it but you know um, but anyway in the Rerun of Heat 3, it saw the Bellevue boys in Steve Worrell and Charles Wright taking a 5-1 to make it 11-7. Heat 4 saw Steve Worrell making it 2 wins out of 2 as he got victory over Chris Harris and Jordan Palin. Heat 5 saw Bellevue opening up a 8-point advantage. Uh, that was again from the duo of Steve Worrell and Charles Wright uh a duo that's had ups and downs over the course of the season i think it's fair to say um they've they've kind of gone from the the weakest pairing to one of the strongest pairings as well kind of as we hit the the playoff time sorry i'm just choking on water um So that made it 19-11. Dan Bewley then took victory to make it 22-14 ahead of Chris Harris and Bjarni Pettersson. Um, Heat 6 and also Heat 8. So I'm just looking over notes, so apologies for the slight pauses. Uh, But yeah, there seemed to be a mini battle going on in the early stages, uh, or the first half of the meeting at least, Uh, and that was between Bellevue's Richie Worrell and Peterborough's Bjarni Pedersen, who seemed to just be having their own little races between themselves in the actual races. Um, So, well, points were vital. Looking, well, I realised at the time, but they seemed to have passed and repassed each other probably at least eight times or so between the two races and it really did seem a case of anything you can do I can do better and the i mean some of the races while maybe not for the lead and could have gone a bit gone missing in the whole playoff grand final chat and hype uh, but if you do get a case to watch Kind of this leg back. Just kind of pay attention to Richard and Biani's battling uh, for whether it was second or third. Um, it really was kind of worthy of a final. But then again, the two legs overall really, really wasn't worthy final in, in all truth. So moving to Heat 7, and it saw Peterborough taking their first race advantage after Heat 2 uh, and that was through Scott Nichols and Jordan Palin uh, that closed the gap to 23-19 uh, Bellevue then ex- kind of slightly restored it to a point to 6 points uh, that was through Jai uh, coming in 3rd and Richie Worrell taking the win ahead of Bianca Pedersen uh, to go 27 21. Bellevue then took another 4 uh, 2. That was from other brother Worrell in Steve and Charles Wright. As Chris Harris put in a great shift and almost took victory in, in the race, um, as he battled with Worrell and Wright. And sorry, 4 2 to the Aces and making it 31 23. Then we had Dan Buley making it three wins out of four. Um, oh, sorry. Coming second, even. I'm looking at the wrong notes. Uh, so, Scott Nichols took a race win ahead of Dan Buley. Rich Worrell took third. Uh, so, that made it 34-26. Heat 11 saw Bellevue going 10 points up courtesy of Dan Bewley and Tom Brennan, uh, with Michael Palmtoff coming second ahead of Palin, who is in fourth, so pretty much just a 4-2. Um, at this point, there was a part of me that thought maybe they're going to take a decent lead down to Peterborough. To I don't know if I said this on the last show, I felt they had to take a lead of at least 10 just to give him a fighting chance. Um, If it had been 12 or 13, arguably they could have won the title. However, Bellevue being Bellevue and how we seem to have not been that great in the final five races uh, over the course of this season, the meeting... And not just the meeting; the tie overall really changed after heats twelve and thirteen. Um, this is due to the Panthers taking two five ones back to back. Uh, the first coming from Scott Nichols and Bjarni Pedersen, and the second coming in heat thirteen with Michael Pantoft, who decided to just all of a sudden turn up late in the meeting and kind of really sparked the uh the panthers late on uh, so him and chris Harris took maximum points to make a two-point meeting at 40 38 uh heat 14 needed Bellevue to at least get a free all um, and looking at the the scorecard going into it so you had Charles wright who had a... a meh kind of night. Uh, Tom Brennan, who... uh, This is pretty much a copy and paste job, really. Um, He rides so well that his points does not reflect how well he rides. Um, But I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about Brennan much later down the line. So, anyway... It saw Peterborough going into this with Scott Nichols and Bjarne Peterson and Bellevue managed to hold off Bjarne Peterson and have Scott Nichols taking the race win for a free free, which saw the sides going into Heat 15 being 43 41 in favour of the Aces. Um, anything other than a free three you felt for Bellevue. Was practically just giving the title away to Peterborough, um, but I think in truth, those two five ones in heats twelve and thirteen, I do feel that's where Peterborough won the title. Ignore kind of like the second leg, uh, even though that's vital. But really, for me, those two five ones in heats twelve and thirteen, they were the killers overall. In this grand final. Heat 15 though. Saw Dambuley taking a race win. To make it 4 wins out of 6. And taking 15 points. Uh, Meanwhile Chris Harris and Scott Nichols, Who over the course of the meeting. While they may not have been taking race wins. They were very kind of shrewd of when to go for or when to chase a leader and when to drop back and just secure a, a free all. Um, pr- pretty much that's how what Bellevue was doing um, against Sheffield. And yet in the final, we just seemed to be a case of get out and win the, the race. And we seemed to ride a bit different compared to the semi-final. That said, though... Uh, which I have failed to mention, and I will mention now. Uh, Bellevue was going into this, or the two meetings, as it turned out, uh, minus Brady Kurtz. Uh, That was after his uh, injury over in the Czech Republic at the Golden Helmet meeting. Uh, So I can kind of see why we had a guest at home, Um, but not too much. Well, I'll just leave it at that, because I'll kind of fall over myself. However, Bellevue took a two-point advantage going into the second leg down at Peterborough, uh, 46-44, looking at the scorers for the Peterborough Panthers. riding well, let's go from reserve upwards. So Jordan Palin five and three, impressive yet again. Bjarne Pedersen on his final trip to Manchester, eight and two, solid by Bjarni. Um, Chris Pad uh, Chris had it. Chris Harris even scored ten and one. Again, solid did a complete team job. There was probably a couple of times he may have had the pace on a couple of our riders, but kind of Experience told him to drop back and just settle for a, a second and see a free free. Uh, Scott Nichols 14 and one, best ever score at Bellevue. Uh, Hans Anderson withdrawn uh, in his first ride, so no points. Uh, Lewis Kerr one point. Didn't really look. Like the cur that's ridden at Bellevue so far this year. Um, in fairness, he's he's had much better meetings. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, Pantoft, an unusually small score by him or a low total, but then again he was dealing with a broken hand, so I'll I'll give him some leeway on that. But still, his two rides late on his second and a race win really were crucial points for the Panthers in this match. So, with that, Bellevue travelled down on Thursday night to Peterborough, and could they... could they win the title away from home? Well, the short story is no. So... If we take a look. Oh, I've just remembered I didn't do the AC scores. So, uh, Jai Effridge scored one. Uh, a poor night from, from Jai personally. Uh, whether it's bikes, I don't know, but it just didn't click. Uh, Tom Brennan, four and one. Again, really doesn't score the points he deserves. Um, Charles Wright scored seven and two. Solid, if not unspectacular. Uh, Steve Worrell started off like a house on fire with four wins on the bounce. Uh, then came a third and a final place in Heat 15. Uh, Rich Worrell, his first, um, scoring a 6-2. and two. Um, Again, a very solid rider who I would happily keep next year, personally. That's just me, though. Uh, and Dan Bully, 15 points out of six rides. So, as I say, roll on a few days later, and the side's renewed acquaintances down at Alwalton, all the East of England showground, slash East of England arena. Um, Bellevue, as I say, holding a two point lead in and a very slender lead at that Um, so they needed really to try and beef up that total or aggregate total in the first few races Um, and Bellevue being you know Bellevue in playoffs we they don't always go together and we do seem to make a lot of errors when it comes to playoff speedway and this was kind of no exception really So, Heat 1 saw Bellevue getting out on a 5-1 with Dan Bewley and Richie Worrell. Uh, However, it saw Craig Cook putting some pressure, who came in as a guest for Hans Anderson. Uh, Bellevue once again went into this with rider replacement. But as I say, uh, Craig Cook was pushing Dan hard, so more Cumbrian on Cumbrian action. Uh, that's probably not the best thing to say. But quickly moving on. Uh, it's all cookie moving Dan out and coming through into second. Uh that sounds even worse. Before Michael Palmtoft then flew around the outside to take second. Um Richie Worrell took the race victory. Uh so a free free um should have been more should have been a five one. Really, with how Buili can ride, uh, just points being thrown away, but that's kind of the the story really of at times in this meeting. Uh, heat two saw in the reserve race, Bjarne Pedersen taking a race win ahead of Tom Brennan and Jai Etheridge. Uh, heat three saw a four-two to the home side through Craig Cook and Scott Nichols, as Cookie got the better of Steve uh, to make it 10-8 and tie the scores over all. Um, Heat 4 then saw Dan Buley and Jai Everidge taking a 5-1 to move the Aces back into a two-point lead on the night at 13-11 and, crucially, four points overall at 59 55 on aggregate. Uh heat five saw Bewley winning again uh for a free free ahead of Nichols and Cookie. Heat six, seven and eight, then really saw the Panthers kind of they'd been growing into the meeting uh early on, but from heat six to eight. This was really where the the Panthers kind of turned the screw on the on the visitors, um, with two five ones. The first coming from Michael Palmtoft and Chris Harris. The second came in heat eight from Michael Palmtoft and Bjarni Pedersen. Uh, Pedersen taking the race win ahead of Tom Brennan. While heat seven saw a four two. Uh, with Charles Wright separating the Panthers duo of Palin and Harris. Um, so, come the end of Heat 8, and it saw Peterborough leading 28-20, to 20 and 6 points overall on aggregate. I had made the comment at the time that if we had got up to Heat 10, and still within kind of four points either way, uh, I felt we could still do it. Um, I say still do it in a kind of tentative way, uh, I should say. However, Heat 9 saw that hope expand to more than a flicker, uh, as it saw Tom Brennan taking a race win ahead of Scott Nichols, who pushed him down. Damn hard for the entire race. Uh, Steve Worrell took third to see a 4 2 and make it 30 24. However, Bellevue, again, once they get a really good race result, they do tend to throw away in the next race, uh, and this was no exception. As Peterborough took a 5 1 through Michael Palmtoft and Scott Nichols, uh, that made it 35 25 and a 10 point lead with the score at that point on aggregate at least being 72 no it wasn't 79 71 um heat 11 saw dan kind of being a one-man team effectively and i suppose you could say that bellevue on many occasions this year has Literally just been a one-man team um, with the odd rider or so chipping in with points. And this meeting kind of proved that. Um, so, Billy made it four wins out of five. Oh, made it... I'm reading my own notes and I can't even understand what I write. So, Billy took wins four and five in heats 11 and 13. As between heats 11 and 13, they were all shared races. Heat 14 saw Bellevue then conceding a 4-2 in almost heartbreaking circumstances, but not really heartbreaking as such, uh, as it saw Bellevue into Heat 14 needing a well 2 5 to force golden heats. Um, so for two laps at least, it saw Charles Wright and Tom Brennan both making the gate. And beyond the realms of possibility, we actually both made the gate and we were beating the Panthers duo uh, of Palin and Nichols. Um, So so Peterborough effectively needed just two more points to clinch the title. And they did better than that. They got a 4-2. However, the way it came about Kind of just rubbed salt into the wounds for Bellevue uh, as it saw both Tom Brennan and Charles Wright making the initial gate um, looking good for two laps. Did Bellevue out on a 5 1 uh, then saw Scott Nichols pushing and pushing Charles Wright um, caught up with him just as he was about to come up the inside of him. Uh, Wright suffered mechanical. Failure, which allowed Nichols through into second, which from that point made the the race effectively null and void, really, Um, because it's meant that Peterborough had won the league. um, But there was still a couple of races, uh, a couple of laps left. Nichols then just sweetened the deal, really, for Peterborough as he managed to get the better of Brennan down the. Back straight on the final lap. Um, the home crowd, as you expect, uh, went into jubilation and saw the traditional riders and track people, officials, uh, running out onto the track to celebrate with the two riders that had won on the league. Uh, then we had pretty much like a long, long delay while they celebrated the title. Um, some would say it went on a tad too long uh, mm, depends how you want to look at it um, so eventually we got to heat 15 and Dan Bueller just shown his class yet again uh, a complete tape, from, or tape to flag finish um, Harrison Pedersen did kind of put up a fight for a brief time. Um, but the meeting was all but done. Uh, Bewley denied a maximum after his blipping heat one, which was very similar uh, to his first meeting down at Peter Rutt in the first fixture of the season, where a tapes exclusion, well, hitting the tapes cost him, and... Um, Peterborough were crowned the 2021 champions. Uh, the dad's army of the Premiership this year. Uh, in in fairness, worthy winners. I don't think anyone can take it away from him. They re, they were the better team by far over the two legs. Uh, Bellevue were very much uh, a streaky side uh, in races. They kind of Cluster a couple of race wins together, but they never really hit the Panthers. Uh, Peterborough, you always felt had Bellevue at arm's length, uh, even in the first leg. Um, so it's our Peterborough taking the lead title and the win on the night, fifty-one to thirty-nine. So let's look at the scorers um, for Bellevue. Jaya for each three and two. Tom Brennan, 11, from Seven Rides. He was really the only one that really turned up for me in this meeting besides Dan. Brady Kurtz, we got four points from a rider replacement. Uh, Charles Wright, two points. Absolute nightmare meeting. Um, Steve Worrell, five and one. Richie Worrell, three. At a track he particularly doesn't ride well at. Uh, to which the idea of rider replacement made it even more mind-boggling. Despite the fact that we did have rider replacement earlier in the season, uh, but that was for Richie, and in fairness, that was a much better way of doing it. Um, Because you had Brady that could at least score points. Richie, I, I think only had one decent meeting there, and that's kind of going back about 2017, 2016. Um, so yeah, he didn't particularly have a good night. Dan Buley, as I said, five wins out of six, 15 points, ends his Bellevue season on a high, uh, in the league at least. Um, there's not really much else you could say. Um, Bellevue just weren't at the races in quite a, a fair few of them. Um, Peterborough, completely well-deserved. Um, some questionable uh, tactics, you could say, for Lemon, um, Especially, as I get the program back, uh, heat number... Uh, heat 6, uh, where he put giant Everage in... Uh, to partner Tom Brennan ahead of Tofton Harris, um, who had been going very well. I say very well. They were their main focal point in some regards. Um, but yeah, there was there was just a few things that were very poorly done. Uh, some decisions that we were arguing in the in the stadium, even with some Panthers fans. Um, who kind of agreed with a fair few things that we were suggesting. But yeah, there was just little things over the the two legs. But anyway, Peterborough become your British Premiership League champions for 2021. So as we look down at the Peterborough Panthers scorecard uh, from reserve, Jordan Palin, four points. Bjarni Pedersen thirteen in one in his final ever British League racing season. Uh, Chris Harris scored seven and three. Scott Nichols scored ten and one in what was almost vintage Nichols. Uh, Craig Cook scored five and two, guesting for Hans Anderson. Ulrich Ostegaard, well, rider replacement for Ulrich Ostegaard even. Uh, that brought in 7-4. and four. Meanwhile, Michael Palmtoft, with a broken hand and all, scored 12-1. and one, Which was more uh, than some of the aces managed to score. Uh, outscoring all of Richie, Steve, Charles and Giant Etheridge. But yeah, worthy winners... Can't take anything away from him. Uh, For Bellevue, it's a case of Roll-On 2022. Now, we will move into the last weekend of the Speedway of Nations Cup tournament. Um, Or the old World Cup format that's pretty much a, a glorified... Pairs competition, if we're being completely honest. Um, But the rules is as followed. So, you have, I think it's 40 heats overall, uh, with then a semi and a grand final. However, it sees three riders per team, pretty much your two main riders. Your third rider and your spare rider, effectively, is your under 21 rider um, so coming into this competition they'd seen a fair few uh, pullouts shall we say from other teams um, or sides kind of fielding weakened teams uh, in the qualifiers so going into this it saw the sorry it saw the following sides making the final uh, that being Poland. Uh, Great Britain, obviously, being the host nation, uh, Denmark, Latvia, France, and Australia. So, if we take a little look back at what happened, especially if we break this up into day one and day two, uh, day one saw GB and Poland the front runners to begin with. Uh, Heat 6 saw Australia taking on Sweden with the two Swedes in Pontus Asprin and Jakob Forsell both having falls on turns 3, uh, which saw Asprin withdrawn from the meeting uh, and brought in, without a shadow of a doubt, the star of the weekend uh, in the Swedish under 21 rider Philip Hellstrom Bangs. Heat number eight saw Poland taking on Great Britain as the top two faced off, and saw the Poles in Bartosz Marslik and Magier Nianowski taking maximum points over Ty Woffenden and Robert Lambert to go five clear. Meanwhile Latvia were putting pressure at those sides at the top as Andrzej Lebedevs and Oleg Mikhailos. They were doing very well for Latvia, as they did, I think, previously when it was held there in the past. Heat 11 saw France taking on GB, with former Bellevue rider Dimitri Berger breaking the tapes. So, kind of, old habits die hard. Meanwhile, it saw Lambert then getting excluded for two minutes for not being up at tapes, apparently. Uh, so you had a match race between Ty Wuffington and David Belego with the Frenchman leading until the back straight as GB took a 4-3 win thanks to Woofy. Heat 15 saw GB adopting the change of a rider as Tom Brennan came in for Robert Lambert and saw him and Wuffington taking maximum points against Sweden or Hellstrom Bangs, really. Uh, though it did see Bangs racing for Sweden for the rest of the competition on his own, and effectively was a one-man team. Moving to heat number 18, and this is where drama and hearts in mouths really came to the fore for the GB side. As Ty Wuffington clipped the back of the Jason Doyle's back wheel and saw him going flying into the air fence uh, seeing him being excluded and out for the rest of the competition as the Australians in the rerun took a 5-4 with Doyle and Max getting the better of the only Brit in the field in Robert Lambert Poland carried on their dominance to take on a 7-4 over poor Bangs for Sweden. So, going into the half-time interval, shall we say, of this. So, after day one, it saw Poland leading the way on 40 points, 10 adrift of GB, while Denmark were breathing down their necks on 29 with a three-way tie for 4th place with Latvia, France and Australia all hoping maybe secure a very slim third place. So, coming into day two, and it saw Simonstead drafting in Dan Bewley on his home track for Ty Wuffington. And saw the third heat, or heat 23, uh, Poland taking on Great Britain. Poland of which, who had only dropped two points on the entire opening day, uh, saw Janowski having a very rough start to this meeting. Uh, You could say it was due to different track conditions with overnight rain and a shower that had occurred shortly prior uh, to the day two taking place. But as it was, GB took a 5-4 heat win, with Smarslick winning and having Lambert and Buley holding the minor places, heat seven saw Denmark and Poland, and saw Denmark taking a maximum seven-two over Latvia, before taking a six-three victory over the Poles. As I say in heat seven, with Leon with Leon Madsen getting the better of Smarslick. And Michael Mickelson defending third place from Janowski uh, to see the former Pullman scoreless in his opening two outings. Heat ten saw Denmark and Great Britain. Uh, Denmark were keeping up their kind of back end of the opening day, coming into day two, and saw them being the hot team in this second day as they took a 6-3 against the hosts with Mickelson and Madsen moving them 5 clear of GB and had them looking all set effectively for 2nd place. Heat 11 saw Poland taking on Latvia and saw the Poles bounce back with Smarslik and Janowski taking a 7-2 over Latvia as the Latvians just kind of faltered on day 2. again. Could have been track conditions or teams just got wise. The following race saw GB taking on Sweden or as it should be known GB versus Bangs and saw Lambert and Brennan who came in for a reserve ride for Dan Buyle, seeing a 7-2 maximum and have Brennan coming out pretty much and this will be a slightly controversial if you've read some of the post, unbeaten um, by an opposing rider over the two races he had, as they took a 7-2 over Bangs to go back into second. Uh, this was before Poland started to reassert their dominance to move 11 ahead, before Denmark took a 6-3 over France and see Lambert and Buley getting a 7-2 against the Latvians. The final three races involving those with Poland, Denmark and GB, it saw the big three all taking maximum 7-2 heat wins. So, at the end of the qualifying, it saw Poland on 74, Denmark on 68, Britain in third on 64, Australia on 49, France on 46, Latvia on 42... ...and Sweden on 30. So the semi-final pitted GB against Denmark... ...with Britain hoping to avenge that earlier loss in the qualifying round. So as we go into the semi-final... ...it was who was going to face Poland in the final of the Speedway Nations... ...as Great Britain took on Denmark... ...with GB hoping to avenge that earlier heat loss to the Danes. As it was, Lambert and Madsen had their own little battle out in front as GB took victory ahead of Denmark with Lambert getting the better of Madsen and Bewley securing 3rd place to see GB taking on Poland to be have the right to be crowned world champions. Finally, you could say, it was pretty much all done and dusted after the opening lap. Poland really made a complete balls of things, uh, on the third bend at least, as it saw Smarzlik making the gate ahead of the British pair of Lambert and Buley. Uh, Janowski was third, but coming in pretty much strong on the outside. He was following the same dirt line as his teammate Smarzlik. However, his teammate didn't look for him on the opening lap and subsequently kind of blocked him off. um, In no other way can I really describe it. Uh, So that allowed the British pairing to come through. Uh, Janowski ended up hitting the dirt. Um, He did remount and try to hope that one of the GP riders would have an engine failure or something would help. Uh, but it was as good as done. Uh, Buley Lambert... Lambert especially could have just took the easy route and just settled for second, uh, make sure that GB took the, the points. Uh, but as it was, uh, Lambert gave chase to Bartos, saw him passing him, being repassed, having a good little battle uh, with the former world champion. However, Britain finished second and third and so became the world speedway champions for the first time since 1989 when GB last won it also on home soil back at Odsall Stadium over in Bradford. So if we take a little look at the scorers and selected a few. So, for the world champion Great Britain, uh, Dan Buley scored 11. Robert Lambert scored 20 on day one, 12 in the second day with a combined score of 32. Uh, Tom Brennan overall scored 7, 3 on Saturday, 4 on Sunday. Poland Bartos Marsalek scored 38 altogether, with 19 points on both days. Uh, Mashe Janowski scored 31, 13 on Saturday, 18 on Sunday. Jakub Miskoviak scored 5, 2 points on Saturday, 3 on the Sunday. For Denmark, it's all Leon Madsen scoring 38, with 17 on day 1. 21 on day 2. Mikkel Mickelson scored 23, 18 on day 1, 5 on day 2, with Mads Hansen scoring 4 on day 1 and 3 on the Sunday. For France, David Belago, he scored 19 on day 1, uh, 15 on day 2, Dimitri Berger, 4 on Saturday, 9 on the Sunday. Australia, who you expected to do far, far better. Uh, Jason Doyle scored 15, 9 on Saturday, 6 on the Sunday. And really disappointing from Doyle in, in all truth. Uh, Max Frick, showing he still likes this national speedway circuit, as he scored 14 on Saturday. 18 on the Sunday to make it 32 points for him combined over the two days. Uh, Sweden, everyone's favourite rider over the weekend was Philip Hellstrom-Bangs. He scored 14 on day one, 10 on day two. uh, Oh, sorry, 14 on day two, 10 on day one, uh, making it 24 points. And just Lebedevs, who I don't really great I do enjoy watching him from philadelphia Uh he scored 13 I don't think I've actually put the Sunday score on um, I don't know why but there we have it so that was the Speedway of Nations Britain become world champions so a few days later after beating Poland It then saw the sides having a test match up at Glasgow and was the first time that Britain had had a test match uh, since 2019, 2018 I want to say, uh, against Denmark at Kings Lynn. So as as far as I know, and I stand to be corrected, uh, this was the first test match held outside of England that I know of. Uh, again, I stand to be corrected. So, looking at the Polish team, it saw uh, one Dominik Kibira, number two Tobias Musiak, number three Maszek Janowski, number four Jakub Miskowiak, and number five was Batos maslik and number six Victor Lampard. For GB, it saw two members of the previous. Test side racing in this one, uh, that being Adam Ellis and Dan Bewley. Uh, but to go through the lineup, one was Chris Harris, two Tom Brennan, three Dan Bewley, four Adam Ellis, five Robert Lambert, and number six Jordan Palin. Going into it, there was It was going to be an interesting uh, meeting to see how the Poles would do on a much smaller track than what they're accustomed to. Uh, and that kind of seemed the case, at least for the first couple of races, uh, as Heat 1 saw Chris Harris and Tom Brennan taking a 5-1 over Kibera and Musiliak. Heat 2 saw Dan Buley and... Adam Ellis taking a 4-2 over Miskoviak with Janoski at the back. Heat 3 saw Robert Lambert taking a heat win over Bartosz Smazlik uh, with Lampa in third and Palin at the back. That made it 12-6. Heat number 4 then saw the Poles getting their First race win of the night as Janoski took the checkered flag in Heat Four in a rerun. Uh, that was following his teammate in Miskoviac being excluded, uh, as he came into the corner very hot uh, and ended up wiping out Brennan. Um, yeah, it was a very high-speed crash if you've if you've seen it, but it wasn't the worst crash. Uh, of the night, which we'll come to in a bit. Um, but yeah, Janowski took race four ahead of Harris and Brennan. Heat five saw Bewley lowering the colours of Smarzlik as he and Ellis took another four-two to extend the British lead to eight points at nineteen to eleven. Heat six then saw things beginning to unravel slightly for GB uh, as. It saw not the best opening lap um, as Robert Lambert suffered a chain malfunction or dropped a chain, pretty much coming off tapes. Uh, and then John and Palin fell on his own, uh, didn't clear the track and saw Poland then getting a 5-0 in the rerun to make it 19-16. Chris Harris then took a win ahead of Lampa and Smarslick as Brennan was left at the back. Uh, that made it 22-19. Uh, Dan Bewley took another victory ahead of Musliak and Ellis for a third successive of 4-2 from the pairing uh, as Britain led by 5 points for 26-21. Uh, Lambert then picked up a race win ahead of Lampart and Janowski uh, for 29-24. Poland then took a 5-1 with Smarzlik and Musiak getting the better of Ellis and Harris uh, with Harris being excluded. Uh, So that was a 5-1 and made it a 1-point meeting. Heat 11 saw Bewley losing his maximum as it saw Dominic Kibira getting the Better of a damn the man uh, for a free all. Uh, Miskoviat didn't come back in the meeting, um, so it was free riders only. So still remained uh, a one point re- meeting. Then saw heat twelve uh, with Janowski taking the race win ahead of Lambert and Brennan for a free free. Um, then we came to, unfortunately, the, the sad end of the meeting as Heat 14 uh, saw Palin, Ellis, Kibera and Lampard all coming down on the back straight. Um, that was after Kibera and Ellis had kind of got tangled uh, and saw the very rare sight of having all four riders coming down um, and so couple of injuries. Um, Adam Ellis suffering a uh, suffered a, a fractured left collarbone and bruised ribs um, and I'm just looking at the race clip again um, just saw the the Polish rider moving towards mid track. Ellis t- had nowhere to move, really. Um, and then just saw Palin uh, and Lampart just trying to uh, react as quick as they could and they, they had little to no time whatsoever to react. Um, unfortunately, that also saw the Glasgow rain falling. Uh, brought about the end of the meeting with GB taking a one-point victory over Poland, um, which... Kind of tied in with the Speedway of Nations of how close uh, the sides were. Um, some there has been some debate that it's a bit of a fasty Speedway of Nations. Me personally, I'm not really a fan of it, uh, but it does serve a purpose, I feel. Uh, but I'm much of a fan of the Speedway World Cup, but that's a, another topic for another time. Also, though, breaking off and coming to this coming Saturday night at the National Speedway Stadium, it sees the Peter Craven Memorial Trophy taking place. And in it, well, let's just have a look at the lineup, shall we? So it sees two former Peter Craven champions uh, that in Chris Bomber-Harris and Jason Crump. But the full lineup for this meeting is Brot Nickel, Tom Brennan, Luke Becker, Jordan Palin, Kyle Howarth, Lewis Kerr, Max Frick, Dan Buley, Ryan Douglas, Nick Blondor, who is a whiz kid from Germany and I've been watching a fair bit on him over the last couple of days. And I'm actually excited to see how he does. Uh, as I say, Chris Harris, Jason Crump, Jai Average, Brady Kurtz. Hopefully, he's he's fine to ride. Uh, Eric Chris and Charles Wright. Um, unfortunately, the Warls won't be there because uh, they're going to be riding in the Knockout Cup semi-final. I think it's all the Grand Final um, with their respective clubs as the Pool Pirates meet the edinburgh monarchs so that pretty much wraps up this episode and i've almost done it bang to an hour um thank you for taking the time out to listen to this it's much appreciated because this is pretty much just uh my way of trying to promote the sport Uh, and i do know it's crap don't you don't need to tell me that but it generally does um mean a lot to have some nice comments i've had along the way um maybe i'll try and get a guest on because i do want to do a mini uh season review on the aces may try and do one um on the league uh, may have to try and see if i can rope a one or two in but with that said um thank you very much for listening. If you are attending any Speedway this weekend, I hope it's on for a start. I hope it's an enjoyable meeting. Um, Just thank you for for listening, effectively. Uh, Oh, and uh, don't forget to look on the blog page, A Track With A View, uh, WordPress.com, I think it is. Uh, it always helps to know what your blog page is, considering sometimes I don't know anything, uh, which won't particularly be a shock for me. But yes, thank you for listening, and hopefully, we will reconvene next week and have a look back at how the Craven meeting went. So for me, I'm not saying who I am, you probably know who I am anyway, but thank you for listening and...